0: Good evening. Thank you Mark, for uh, preceding my uh, regular good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Thank you for tolerating my still worse voice the previous two nights. This is already a big improvement. Uh, last few words on I in base for tonight's stop, which is Daf pei. Let's get started. Tanya rebbe Omer, kolashi Urin Kulan Kaza. in general, when we speak about food, the shear that we're dealing with is a shear of a kizas. Um, the approximate size of an olive, and as we will come up soon, a medium sized olive. Um, and says the Gemara, that's our general rule, but that's chutz mi tumas ochlin. But that's different than tumas ochlin of becoming tame through eating a particular food, which we'll detail a little bit later. And why there is it different? Because by tumas ochlin, because the language that we had by Tumas Ochlin was different in the Torah. Therefore, the Chachamim established a different shear than the Kesais. The Raya How do we know that the change in language by Tumas Ochlin was significant enough that we learned from Yom Kippur? The Raya the Yom Kippur. Daf Pei. Amid Aleph. Three lines down. How did the Torah change its change its language by Yom Kippur? Because the pasuk said Now that's not a normal language of achila. It's not lo socha, like Rashi highlights. It's a strange language. If you're talking about a shear for iser, that's a strange language to say lo seune. and with that change in language in the Torah, how then did the chachamim change the shear? they said it has to be this larger than a than a shear. Uma raya la davar la la davar. Uma raya la davar. Yom Why did we then bring Yom Kippur? Why did we need that at all? So the Gemara answers, because ime Hassam, had we only learned from the case of Tumas Ochlin, there, says the Gemara, the language wasn't significantly different, as we'll get into in a couple of lines. Di'imei Hassam, had we learned only from the world of Tumas have Havamina Orcha Dekrahu, it's just regular language of the Torah, it does mention Achila, and maybe we should have assumed it's normal in the language of uh, Tumas Ochlin. Kama Malan, we learned from Yom Kippur that any deviation in the language requires a change in shir as well. And what was the story of Tumas Ochlin? six, seven lines down, so the Gemara says, By Tumas Ochlan we said, How do we know that by Tumas Ochlan? whereas by food in general, the sheer that we speak about, as we said on the top line of Pemad Aleph, is Kulan B'Kazayas. Here, we're saying by Tumas Ochlan that it's Kibayt minolan. How do we know that to be true? So, Amar Rabbi Abo, Amar Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Abo says in the name of Rabbi Lazar, important to distinguish, in a, in a minute, we'll see Rabbi Abo saying his own shita, but first Rabbi Abba quotes Rabbi Allah, and what does he say? The Amar Krah. What does the Pasuk say? asher ye Strange language of saying don't eat. You call ochel asher ye-ochel, of all the food that you will eat. Ochel ha boa It has to be a food that is a derivative of, of another food. What is a food that is a derivative of another food? So we're about 10 lines down, says the Gemara. Ve'ezezeh beitzas Tarnigolas. This is a chicken. This is a chicken that has an egg. So the chicken is food and the egg is food. So it's, it's, says the Gemara, why does it have to be an egg? Maybe it can be a a small animal, a sheep, a a goat, a calf. Why does it have to be an egg? It could be anything. The mother is also food. Why, Why the distinction? Says the Gemara, no, it can't be, It can't be a gedi. It has to be something like an egg because the gedi is mechusar shchita. You can't eat the gedi as is. That can't be what the Pasek was referring to. So therefore, it must be talking about the Beit Zas Tarnagolas. Fine. But we have a case of an animal um, where there is no requirement for shchita, And what is that? Ve'ima ben Pakua. Famous. You know, Ben Pakua Burgers. It's the restaurant that one of my friends wanted to open. Uh, The Ben Pakua Burgers is if you shech the mother and the baby in utero stays alive. So then the animal that was in utero doesn't require shchita. No. So what my friend wanted to do was to mate two Ben Pakuas, a male and a female, and have a whole breed of cows that didn't require shchita. So he wanted to open a restaurant called Ben Pakua Burgers. So what's the mileage? It's cheaper. You don't, to hire a, you don't have to hire a shoche. You can kill the animal Ben Echira. The animal can be killed in any way, shape and form. No isr. But you'd have to kill the animal just. just to get rid of the blood, though, no. But the Gemara is going to say exactly like you're saying in a moment. Correct. Exactly right. Still an Isra of Achila for blood. blood. So, yeah. So, says the Gemara of Aim of Ben Pakua. So, says the Gemara, just like Gerald recommended to, to Kriya, it's true that a Ben Pakua doesn't require shita. However, it needs to be torn open such that the blood will drain out because even if there's no requirement for shita, there still is an Isser of, <coughs> of Dam. Okay, fine. Maybe we should say that it's not the egg of a regular taranagolas, but rather the egg of a Bar Yuchni, a massive bird. The Gemara elsewhere says that this bird was so big that when it would move in the water, it would create, create waves that would cover 60 cities, so 60 islands. The Gemara, where was this? Chagiga, I can't remember. Uh, Horios, maybe uh, somewhere, Adios. I think it's more Adios, yeah, I don't know, whatever it is. So, the Gemara says that uh, maybe that we're talking about an egg from a very big bird that would be a big kula. That if the only time there was Tumo is if the egg was this big, if the sheer food was this big, that's a big kula. You'll rarely get to a bird this size, you'll rarely see food this size. Says the Gemara, nope. Tofasta merubelo, tofasta, tofasta muat, tofasta. A well-known phrase in Shas, used all over the place in Shas, and here used to tell us that bird is too big. If you if you take on too much, you've taken on nothing, and if you take on too little, you've taken on an appropriate amount. to says the Gemara. Okay, I understand the part about if you've taken on too much, it's an uncommon and unreasonable. Uh, sized bird, but if ta'fasta mu'at if what you're saying is that taking a small amount is good, so then great. Maybe we should say that it's a very, very small bird, We're one one third of the way down on Pe'am and Aleph, says the Gemara, Maybe the sheer pertumas ochlen should be learned out from the egg of a very small bird. We know that hummingbirds, for example, are tiny, tiny birds. They're very small, and other birds are also very small. So says the Gemara. Maybe it's a very small bird. Says the Gemara, That doesn't work. That's too small. We need to pick a normal-sized bird, and that's the beitzas tarnegoles. And that is why, says Rabbi Yabo, in the name of Rabbi Lazar, that is why we needed to be the case that the shear for Tumas Ochlin to make a person tummy for a particular food is a uh, is a kebetza. And it is a like the beitz of a tarnigolus. So all of that was Rabbi Abel in the name of Rabbi Lazar. Then the Gemara says Rabbi Abudiday at his own sheet. He didn't agree with Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar diday learned the pasuk a different way. Omar, he said. Ochel what does that pasuk mean? Ochel shata that's a food that you can eat all at one time. And says the Gemara that the Chachamim made a made a hashara, they made a, an approximation that the most that a person can eat at one time is kebeis <clears throat> Most a person can eat at one time is uh, the size of an egg of a tarnagolas uh, End of that sugya. Anyways, in short, yes, in general the rule is kezayis, but every time the Torah deviates in his language, the chachamim deviated in shiur. By by uh, Tumas Ochlin, we said that if a person ta- we're not talking about achila right now. Remember, if a person touches an animal that is the size of a kebetza, it can transfer tuma Fine, and by uh, and by Yom Kippur, we know of course that the Torah said lo seuna, and therefore the size wasn't the normal size of a kezayis, but rather of a kakot seves. Amar velazar, a fascinating idea. Anyone who eats chaylev be'iser, they need to write down um, how much they ate. Got to keep a food diary for all the chaylev you ate. Why do you need to keep it it's only? Bishogig, of course, because if you're doing it, you won't care about the Onash. But uh, we want to know what Korban Chatas might you be obligated to bring should the base of Mikdash be rebuilt speedily in our day? So then, what do you do? So, says the Gemara, says you have to write down how much you ate. Why? <clears throat> Maybe another Bezdin will come along and increase the shear. So, what does this mean? Increase what shear? What are we talking about? So it says the Gemara, Yarbe I'm almost halfway down on Payamad What does it mean, Yarba B'Shiur? so it says the Gemara, de katan. If you want to say that what the Chachamim might change is which K'zayas we follow, instead of following a K'zayas Bainanis, which is the normal Zayas that we follow, maybe we'll be following a smaller one. And if you lower the threshold of the Isser, then that means you're going to be liable for more korbanos chatas, right? The smaller the shear, the bigger the chumrah, because if you ate uh, ten kezayim benonim. But then the chachamim changed the shear to the Kezai's kata, and You'll be I have to bring more korbanos chatas. So it says the gemara that can't be. Why not? Because Ve'atanya the Brysa writes. Asena, bishka, the pasuk says that something that you would not do had you known you had you known about it you wouldn't have done it. And this we know is true. A person doesn't bring a korban chatas when they do the Avera with no remorse. In other words, if you would have told me. Phil, don't do this because if you do it, you'll bring a korban and I would have stopped. That's the type of action for which one would get uh, a korban chatas. But, um, lo shav so had it been that a person would not have stopped, even had they known the shear, and maybe korban al shige So it says the Gemara, it's kind of backwards to say that we're going to lower the threshold of isr from a Kazaias medium size to a Kazaias small size. Can't be because we need to be able to tell you that, the, that you broke the threshold in order to tell you to stop so we, we need a minimum shear it has to be it can't be that they will make the shear smaller and therefore says the Gemara a little bit more than halfway down Ella it must be that when Rabbi Alazar says that one has to write down how much chilev they ate because we're concerned that a Bezdin might change the shiurim says the Gemara what is that for Ella says the Gemara maybe they would make a kula not a khumra, but a kula that they would expand the uh, the volume by which one should violate the threshold, thereby establishing that one may need to bring fewer korbanos. So Says the Gemara, what kind of Havamina was it? We started out this this conversation with Rabbi Lazar, saying that one is obligated to write things down about how much khalib they ate, and that uh, we were concerned about yarba bishur. What was the Gemara's recommendation? Maybe the Chachamim will say the kazayas is smaller. That's not yarba. It so says the Gemara, that which you recommended immediately after hearing of Allah's Roshita, the Kazayas Kotan, my Yarba You recommended, and we rejected it, granted. But the fact that you recommended it is ridiculous. You recommended that maybe when it says Yarba that what it means is that we're lowering the size of the Shira um, from a, a medium sized Kazayas to a small sized Kazayas. You've lowered the threshold and, and therefore increased the number of korbanos that one would have to bring, that's not yarbe says the Gemara, you're right, it's not yarbe b'shirim on the kezayis, but shema yarbe b'shirim on yeah, but the relationship between the size of the threshold of Isser and the number of korbanos to be brought will increase. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you ate 10 kizayim of chaylev, and then let's say that each chaylev brings one korban chatas, and then we say, no, it's not one chatas per one kezayis, it's every half of a kezayis is a chatas. So then instead of having, 10 chatos, you'd end up with 20 korbanos, right? You end up doubling your numbers. So that's what the Gemara says was the Havamina Rejected either way, but the Gemara was bothered by the presentation of how they could say that a smaller kezayis is considered marbe v'shiurim. The Gemara says that wasn't the ribui. The ribui is that if they made the shear of the kezayis smaller, it would then result in a rebui of korbanos. Next, sugya, a little bit more than halfway down, two-thirds of the way down, payam and aleph, says the Gemara. Amar of Yochanan, shiuran, the onshin, halacha lamosh mi sinai. The shear for an iser and its onesh, all of those are halacha lamosh mi sinai. Says the Gemara, nope, onshin, michtav k'sive. That's not true. We often see that there's an onesh in the Torah. You have Malkos, yeah, there's a lot of things that there's shiurim in the Torah. What are you talking about? It says, gemara l'hachi kamar, this is pshat, Shiurim shall onshin, halacha lamosh mi sinai. You're right, the onshin aren't, but the shiurim of the onshin. <laughs> You're right that the Onjin are listed in the Torah, but the shear of the Onesh is what is considered halach moshmi Sinai, and a brisa to support tanyan amihachi shirin sheloshin halach moshmi Sinai. In that same brisa, we see another sheet acherem omrim Bezdino shel tiknum, that right after the right after the times of Yehoshua, one of the first of the shoftim was Osniel ben Kenaz, and he um, he was the one who established these Shiurim. Says the Gemara, how can that be? V'aksiv davar no, you're not allowed to change what happened at, at Har Sinai. Remember that this is not even two generations away. Yoshua was alive at Har Sinai. And al ben Kenaz was the next after Yoshua. We should not have any errors in our traditions at this point, but we did. But we did. So says the Gemara, what was going on here? Why was Yaivetz? Why was Osniel ben Kenaz, the one who was changing things? Says the Gemara, he wasn't changing things. Things were forgotten, and then he came back in, and he reestablished them for the sake of clarity. At the two dots, three-fourths, four-fifths of the way down. Hashosim alo lugma. We know the halacha is that when a person, to be Yotze Kiddush, at a minimum one should drink a of one cheekful. But the actual language of malolugmav doesn't say that. Malolugmav implies both of his cheeks, two cheeksful. Right? Pushed out with liquid. So says the Gemara, We should not assume that it's both cheekfuls. Rather, Rather, the shear that we're talking about is where it's only one cheekful and not two. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work. Because what does our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah says, It doesn't say, It says, Which implies both. So where you're just changing things as you wish, says the Gemara, Hold on one second. Ema What the Mishnah means, and maybe we should even change the text, is to read kimelo lugma, but it's not Says the Gemara that doesn't work either. we have a brisa that conflicts with this idea. What does the brisa say? How much does one have to drink on Yom Kippur in order to violate the isra of Yom Kippur? Four shitas. says a through and through whatever ravis is. Omer. Mishum Rebelazar Kit Malolugmav. Rebbe Huda Ben Becero Omer Kedegmiah. Four sheetahs. Bez Shammai says a revise of wine, three and a half ounces. Bez Hillel says Malolugmav. Uh, we don't know what it means yet huda omer, uh, that it's Kimelolukma. Okay, four sheetas. So says the Gemara, there we can answer the same thing we said earlier. mi What it means, what Beis Hillel meant is that it was really just Kimelolukma, that it was one cheekful. So says the Gemara, if you're if you're interpreting the Sheetah of uh, Beis Hillel as Kim as that it's only one cheekful, then we have two sheetahs in this brysa that are both Kimelolukma. And says the Gemara, because what a Lazar says. Rebbe said Kemalolugmav, and you just reinterpreted Beis Hillel from Melolugmav to Kemalolugmav, which means they're saying the same thing. Says the Gemara, you're right, they're saying the same thing, that they're both Kemalolugmav, but there's a difference between the Shita of Beis Hillel and the Shita of What's the difference between them? Ika three lines from the bottom of Peim and Aleph, Ika beinaihu, when it's approximately a Melolugmav, so they're according to the Shita of Beis Hillel, so then it's going to be Melolugmav, it should be a little bit more. When it's only Kimelolugma like Rabbi Lazar, so then uh, it'd be a little bit more lenient. So that would be a difference between the two shitas. But nevertheless, we do still hold that milolugmav when we speak about it in halacha is kimololugmav. Yeah. Oops. Kedegimia is the amount that your throat can hold in order to swallow it, a uh, relatively small shear. I presume a milolugmav is much larger than that. How much can one hold in one gulp? I don't know, it's uh, not that much. So that's the Shia. We don't pass it like that anyways, but that's review Ben-Beseirah. Says the Gemara, hold on one second. We know that elsewhere in Shas, we have an exhaustive list of the scenarios where Beis Shammai was the mekil and where Beis Hillel was the machmir. And here, this case is not listed as one of those cases. So it can't be that this case is where Beis Shammai is more mekil. Yet what do we see in our Brisa here, that Beis Shammai says a Rebihudah and Beis Hillel says a larger share of Kimolo So this seems to be like a case of Kule Beis and Muchumer Beis Hillel, but it contradicts with another Gemara, where this is not included as one of those cases. Says the Gemara, Omar Lehi, turning to the top of Dachpeyam and Beis. Ki Ishil, when were Beis and Beis arguing, But Melech they were talking about someone who is very, very, very large. Not your average person. You're talking about Og Melech HaBoshon. now Og Melech wasn't a Yid. So we're not really talking about him. He doesn't have an Israel to eat on Yom Kippur. We're talking about an oversized human being. So says the Gemara, that's what we were talking about, that according to Beis Shammai, who holds that a ravis, no matter the size of the person, if what they drink is a Revis on Yom Kippur, they're chayv. even Og Melech or his Jewish counterpart, you have a guy who's 10 feet tall, 700 pounds, his head is the size of, of our body, and he has a tiny 3.3 ounce, Yom Kippur. Huge Chum Rabbi Beis Shammai. According to base Hillel, he'd have to have a Molo which would be a few gallons of water. It's a huge difference for a big guy, right? So that's the nafkamina. that's why the Gemara says that since the case where we saw the four-way machlokas was talking about the case of the Jewish version of Og Melech therefore therefore, beishamah is l'chumrah, beishillel is kula, and it doesn't uh, put that into question like we saw in the bottom of the previous psalm him a second line, Why is it that when it comes to food, we remain objective with the Shi'er to say that it's a kakosebes? Nobody negotiates a certain volume of food. Everybody agrees. Yet according to Bey it seems to be that drinking liquids on Yom Kippur is relative. By the way, I would say that it may be relative within each of us in the room, within minute differences. Some people have a bigger mouth than others. I don't mean that metaphorically. I just mean, just literally, some people may have bigger cheeks. So if I have a cheek that can hold four ounces and you have a cheek that can hold three ounces, so then for me to drink three ounces is not Osiranyom Kippur-Meh-Del-Raisa. It might be me That's fine, but Mr del No. Wouldn't be chayy for that. So why is it that by food we only have an objective standard of a koseves, yet by liquids it seems to be relative to the individual? So the Gemara answers le'abaye, and we're going to see this line five times in a row, maybe four times in a row. We're going to see it a number of times in a row. le'abaye, Kim The rabbis hold as follows: the koseves that when it comes to the shear of food, solid food, that in that sheer debahachi meis that generates Yishuv And Batsir Mihachi Lo But less than that doesn't generate Yishuv And remember, what we're talking about is Inui. And as long as you remain in the state of Inui, you haven't violated the iser, uh, the Do-Raisa of eating on Yom Kippur. So until you have that Yishuv Das, you're not going to be in violation on a Torah level. So it says the Gemara, the Chacham, made the presumption that no matter what your size is, a Kakosebes, that shear is going to give you Yishuv Das. However, six, line six on Daf Payamid base yeah. Bish when it comes to drinking, b'didei meisvedaita, that when it comes to liquids, only when the liquid is subjective, when it's applicable to you, does it give you yishuv adas. Ma'she'enkein, the shear that applies to your much larger friend, that doesn't give you yishuv adas. Next question of the Gemara, ma'skif lo rab kula Okay, I understand that in general, a koseves is going to generate yeshiva da'as. But if you have that Jewish melach HaBashad, you're telling me that the same shear for one of us who weighs, well, you know, one, 200 pounds, that that guy is going to have the same level of yeshiva as someone who weighs six, 700 pounds. It's melach HaBashad. It's not going to be. That's not even a snack. That's nothing. That's a bite. That's not even a bite. So how can the Gemara say that the Yishev is the same for a regular person as it would be for the Jewish Og so Melach Says the Gemara, ten lines down, Amar Kim The rabbis have taught us that when a person eats a koseves, kakoseves they eat that sheer. It generates Yishev But lo and less than that doesn't. Miu, however, kule alma Tuva, for most people, for all of us in the room who are, you know, within uh, the normal realms. So by us, it generates a lot of yeshuvah das. When it comes to he'll only have a small amount of yeshuvah a distinction to be made. Okay, next question of the Gemara. All right, you've told me how people might be different, but what about the quality of food? Well, you have a good, you have a gesund steak. Right? You pack it in. It's a koseves, beautiful. You think that's going to satisfy you the same way as eating some like branches from a tree? It's just not the same qualitatively. So says the Gemara, are we going to go so far to say that these are also going to be the same shir? Amar same line as we've seen before. Kim the rabbis have said, This is what generates Yeshuvadas. And less than a kosevist doesn't generate Yeshuvadas. If a person eats a fatty piece of meat, that will generate Tuva. That will generate a lot of Yeshuvadas. And when one eats a small amount of the Gephanim, a small amount of these. Uh, of these leaves, of these branches, then purta, they'll have only a small amount of yeshuvah but still in the category of yeshuvah Ma'skifla, next question. Ma'skifla rova, kezayis b'chete achilas pras b'choseves achilas pras. We know that in order for one to violate an isser, and on the flip side, in order for one to become obligated in benching, they have to eat a kezayis b'chete achilas pras. they have to eat a certain amount of food in within a certain amount of time. So, What's strange, says the Gemara, is that it seems to be that a kezayis pras is normal, but a koseves, which is significantly larger. We said yesterday, if a koseves is larger than a kebetza, and a betza is double the size of a kezayis, let's say that it's 2.5 times larger, this koseves, says the Gemara, why would it still have the same amount of time in which to be consumed, the kete pras amount of time? That doesn't make sense, For koseves achilas pras because, This is where a person gets yeshuvah das. If they were to have eaten the food over a more expansive amount of time, lo' that would not have generated a yeshuvah das for the person. pras, pras pras. We have another case scenario where we see a distinction which is that if a person were to consume food that is tameh, it would make him tameh with the shear of a, of a chati pras. But that's a different shear than a Kazayas. So why then would we say that it has the same amount of time frame in which to be eaten, which is kadeh pras? So answers the Gemara, because the case of chati pras is not what we're talking about. When we talk about a person becoming tameh from consuming uh, tameh meat, that's not a conversation that is not a din rise says the Gemara, really papa hachid. this is not a dindo rise we see from here that there is a din rise of too so you wanted to say don't even bother asking the question it's apples and oranges that case is the or, that case is de orabanon, and we're talking about delo rise no, it's also doraisa. It says the Gemara, it really is midrabbonon v'kras machto Really, the pasuk is just a support, but it is taka din Huh? The gevya is the body itself. If a person were to eat a shear of food, their body becomes tame, from eating a certain shear, a minimum shear of food, which is in the shear of a chatzipras. It's totally aside side thing. It's just proving a point that when there's different shiurim, kezaes and pras, why do we say that the only time you break the issur is when you eat it within the same number of minutes, nine minutes. There are different volumes of food. Why don't we make it commensurate? That if it's two units of food in nine minutes, and if it's four units of food, it should be 18 minutes. But why don't we change the time frame? Says the Gemara, don't ask from there. That's the case is De and that's what the Gemara concludes here. So, huh? Corpse. Yeah, body. It's a chatsi process. I think a, process is a multiple is multiple kibetzas. I don't remember. Does it say there? Okay, I'm not sure. I don't know. Sorry that I don't know. We're at the two dots, 15 <laughs> lines says, from the... Chazi <laughs> 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 is tight. It's not, yeah, it's... a uh... think it means right? I don't know I don't know, I'm not sure sure of the reference, but it's two kibetzes. So it's four times the size of a kezayas. So if it's four times the size of a kezayas, and it still has to be eaten Achilas pras, it's very hard to violate that isr, because you need so much consumed food in such a short amount of time. Okay, uh, let's keep going. We're at the two dots, four-fifths of the way down on payment base, says the Gemara, kol (coughs) ochlin we we said that in our Mishnah, that when it comes to the isr of Achila and Yom Kippur, that all foods are mitzitarev. So what about foods that aren't really eaten on their own? So the Gemara is now going to talk about salt and salad dressing. Nobody opens a bottle of Italian dressing and takes a swig. And if they do, that's really not normal. And nobody either takes a teaspoon of salt, not normal. So says the Gemara. <laughs> says the Gemara, Amara papa, achal umza. if you ate a piece of meat, Umilcha with salt, mitztarif. We do combine the two of them. And the uh, Afal Gav de la Vachila, who even though in and of itself, the, uh, the salt is not deemed to be an achila, it's not really deemed to be a food, but since people use it in this way, it is mitzdar, if it does get to be included in the sheer So if you're 99% of the way there and 1% of your food is iser, so that last 1% will put you over the put you over the threshold and you will have violated the iser of eating on, on Yom Kippur, even though salt in and of itself is not a food, but because it's a normal condiment, so therefore it's problematic. And similar Lakish, similarly tzir, is like a salt, uh, salty type of liquid, so um, it's presumably something like salad dressing. Tsiur shal gabe yerek. There's a liquid that's put on top of uh, vegetables. star of lechakos sevis makipur. So says the Gemara. That too is added. And says the Gemara pshita. Shouldn't that be obvious that the salad dressing is included? Says the Gemara with a brilliant response. mashkehu. Ah, you might have thought that it was a mashke. Well, that's brilliant. Maybe it's a liquid and it can't be meat to food. The fact that it's being used this way for food, we therefore transfers over its status from being a liquid to being a food. One more suya, which will bring us to the top of Pe'alif Amir Aleph. Let's continue. A person who eats Achila Gasa and Yom Kippur their pater. How do you do that without first eating Achila that isn't Gasa, right? Achila Gasa is overeating. But you can't overeat without first eating a regular amount. So the Meforshim explained what's happening here. You are mamish stuffing your face on Erev Yom Kippur. The clock strikes, and you are jam packed. Then you eat, that's called achilagasa, and halacha is it your putter. You're not going to be uh, chayev for that. Uh, my time up because the Pasuk says yeah, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to eat, you need to afflict yourself but if you're going to be damaging yourself and we assume that achilagas gas is very bad for a person so that's already no longer the iser of Yom Kippur now you've taken it even too far and you can't say that that's part of the world of Inu you've taken it too far Amr of yermia similarly Amr of Yirmiya, Amr Lakish Zar if you have a non-Kohen, so he did the same deal. He packed his face with chulin, and then all of a sudden, he finally ate truma, which he's not allowed to eat. So normally, if, if he had done such a crime, he'd have to pay and pay chumash. He'd have to pay a fifth. Here in this case, because he it was a gasa, says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, on pay him a Khomesh. He doesn't pay the chumash because this isn't a normal achila. He only has to pay for the principal cost of what he, what he ate. Uh, why? Because uh, it says it's only by regular achila. But here the czar, the non-kohen who overate, so that person was problematic If you have a czar, and as we turn to the top of pey alef, who is chewing on seorim, which is an abnormal way to eat barley, truma? So the halacha is Meshale Why not? Because ki yochal This is an unhealthy way to eat food. Break your teeth, break your stomach. This is not the right way to eat these foods. It's not good for you. And because it's mazik, so therefore we don't say that the person would be m'shalim which would be the normal crime for eating such a food that you stole from truma. But here we say that it's not, not the case. And the last case, we save the grossest for last. Says the Gemara, Amar of Shesvi Amar of Yochanan, Zar, a non coin, he ate um, plums and he ate them whole, Sheltrumah, <speaking in Hebrew> Vihikion, and then he threw up the Ahlan Acher. And then somebody else said, That looks good. I think I'm going to have some of that. And then another person ate it. So then what's the din? How do these two people register? So Rishon, the first guy who ate it, Mishal and Karen V he's a regular eater. He he, he ate food. So he's gonna be Chayev Karen and Khomesh. But Shaney, the other guy who ate the uh who ate the leftovers so Ein mishalim, etzim, this isn't this doesn't even have the status of truma anymore this is already vomited food this doesn't have the status of regular food and because of that he is only khaifrad for dmei him whatever its value would be as fuel we will stop right here and tomorrow Nadimir tshemu we'll learn da pe alef and as well pe bazam alef wishing you all a beautiful night uh, uh, Welcome to you